0: Good evening Vancouver and welcome back to Canucks after dark well after dark as time changes made everything so it's it's dark so early but we are here Tuesday night which is not our normal time but it kind of is at this point Uh, after a week of a couple Canucks wins a bad Canucks loss and as always I am joined by Canuck Clay how are you doing today
1: Clay hello Parker I think this later start this the delayed start by day uh, not only do we get another connect I guess we could have talked about last night too, but we got another Canucks game to talk about, we can revisit our predictions. I actually think I went, said two and one, but that's just me. But we can also talk about some cool news that happened to both of us over the past couple of days as well. Uh, but uh, overall, happy to be here, happy to be with you. We'll figure out what we're doing next week. Uh, I don't think there's a game on Monday, so I think we can go back to Monday, but we'll figure that out. But overall, things are good. Things are good. Uh, I was at that game yesterday, it was a little bit crazy. I'm, I'm, I know we're going to get into it, but uh, we plan to go? i was thinking about it I, yeah. I i looked at
0: tickets i was like i can get in the door for i can get lower bull for like 70 bucks but i was like <laughs> uh, it's so late 7 30 it's it's really not that much later than seven but that game yeah. that game didn't end till like 10 right. 15 i want to say last night like that's, that's two pushing. challenges uh
1: a, t- a couple timeouts of course yeah it, it it added up it added up
0: yeah the camera the camera,
1: yeah, that we talk—that was pretty funny. We'll get there for sure.
0: I, I mean, we should we should probably just start. Let's start with the easy stuff. Let's start with going over these last three games, and we'll get into the fun stuff. Um, sure, there's two fun games at least. Did was has there been three games since we last did this? I yeah, because
1: back. I think last week did we somehow do Wednesday? We do I don't, on a, no, we must have done it on the Monday. Well, we were back to normal, and then we weren't normal. Yeah, hey, you're the right. The Canucks, it was so spaced out for the Canucks last week. It was Tuesday. Friday, Monday, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Cause we did it
0: after the hall of fame, which was last Monday. Yeah. And by
1: the way, we should thank you. Uh, thank you for the donation, Justin. Thank you, um, Justin. Yeah. And uh, the $5 donation, we appreciate it. And um, it yeah, we were going to call this episode uh, Botchford and Billboard and we'll get to that maybe in the second half of the show. But yes, uh, uh, very happy for my partner, Parker. I know he was happy and uh, kind of uh, he certainly wasn't starstruck, uh, but he was wondering how and heck, how the heck. But we'll get into that later. But thank you, uh, Justin, for supporting us and to everyone for supporting us on this channel. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you
0: very much. Yeah. So this game, we, we started off on Tuesday, Tuesday Canucks in Buffalo on the road against the Sabres, a team that you look at this matchup at the beginning of the season. You're thinking, all right, Canucks are going to probably get a win, <laughs> right? Uh, of course, then we don't think that uh, when we when we actually get here. But the Sabres in a huge skid, you know, this they were they lost five straight coming into this one. Um, and the, the Canucks actually came out good in this one, right? We had a Dakota Joshua goal early on. Yep. We had Ethan Bear getting his first as a Canuck. And then things get a little scary as they do, right? The Sabres get within one. And then, you know, we get a Patterson goal and they get back within one. Uh, and then at, at one point, the Canucks are about 5-2, like halfway through the second period. Yeah. Great, yeah. Right? We're, we're laughing. We're thinking, oh, the Canucks got this one in the bag. Easy. And then, you know, just a couple minutes later, Buffalo scores, and then they score again in the third period. So eight minutes left, the Canucks have to hold the lead. Yeah. Folks, the Canucks have not been good at holding leads this year, but they did it. Yeah.
1: It's one of the rare ones they did, and yeah, yeah I remember even remember Bruce Boudreaux. By the way, thank you, Coach Rob, for gifting the membership, and Elias Wade is the is the proud new uh, member of Canucks After Dark. Thank you, Coach Rob. I remember uh, Bujo after the game, Parker, saying that even though it, it, you might think you might grip the stick a little bit tighter and you might lose confidence, he actually said that he, he wasn't too worried. He thought the Canucks were not outplayed in the final seven minutes of the game after Middlestad made it a one goal game. So uh, I, it's so it's weird. It's only been a week ago, but it feels like forever ago, maybe because I have last night's debacle etched in my head, but I can't remember any of the goals. I can't remember any no. of the game. <laughs> I don't either. I'm literally looking at
0: all the going Yeah, Pedersen scored his seventh, yeah. but he scored so much this year. Like he's doing yeah. great. Horvat had his 14th, you know, what else is yeah. new? Um, Yeah, no, it was it's great they got the win. Uh, This got them to five nine and three. Okay. Um, So it was one of those sort of stem the bleeding a little bit. You know, you don't want to be at you know four and ten or whatever it would have been at that point. Uh, And then they get a nice long rest, nice long rest until they face off against the L.A. Kings back at home. Um, Remember last year? You know, there were some people in my uh, in my comments after this game saying, "Hey." It was the Kings that turned the Canucks' season around last year after uh, after everyone got fired, and they won that game I think like four nothing. And, uh, and the Canucks turned around. This one was four one. It's it's the same things happening, and you know maybe maybe not, but um, yeah, I, you were not this
1: game, were you? Uh, this one I was actually. This okay, one I was. Though. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the last thing I want to say about the Buffalo game, the only thing I remember because only because I'm looking at the stat line is a good showing by the special teams. Parker two for three on the power play and three for three on the penalty kills, So some, some positives there.
0: Yeah. And that was uh, kind of a theme for the Canucks in this game too, right? Where yeah. um, they go one for three on the power play, which is fine, but mm-hmm. they killed
1: both penalties that they yep. took, which is yep. better than 60%. Now this, what was interesting. <laughs> and I, I love and I know Jasker loves you. He, I think he kind of likes me. And I know you streamed that night. I didn't cause I was at the game. And then, and I don't stream Friday, Saturday, but um, it was funny. Uh, Jastring came on my stream where I said that I, I thought it was the Canucks' most complete victory. And he asked me, but Parker said that the Kings were the way better team. I said, that's cool. You know, that's that's a uh, that's a fine opinion. Then I heard Thomas Drance and Jamie Dodd arguing about the exact same thing on, not that we were arguing, on Monday where, where, where Thomas Drance was saying that he thought the Kings handled the Canucks quite easily and Jamie Dodd was saying no that was the Canucks most complete game of the year so I mean I'm curious I want to hear from you what you saw if you remember from Friday night
0: yeah I think that so the Canucks I think were better defensively they did allow 38 shots right they we did. do have to get that cleared up and yeah. they blocked 12 right so 50 shots directed at the net um that didn't miss yeah um that's a lot right and and sure some of that you know, I, I was gonna say some of that might be score effects, but mm. really, it was the first period, right? They get out shot in the first period, seventeen to eight, yeah, and they come out unscathed, right? And that is such a testament to the phenomenal, excuse me, the phenomenal game that uh, that uh, Thatcher Demko had for the Vancouver Canucks um, in this one, right? That was the absolute uh, key. Sorry, I have the wrong, I have the wrong notes open here. No um, problem. I was like, wait, this is he let in five goals. I had the Vegas game open. Um, but yeah, 38 <laughs> shots against, um, uh, you know, the first period, sorry, was, was a nothing burger, right? It was seven 4 the shots in the first period. Right. But right. then, you know, so they're unscathed after one. And then the Canucks go up three, one after the second while getting out shot 18 to nine in that period. <laughs> right. So yes, sure. Of those 18, there were less high danger chances than we're accustomed to seeing there weren't all the two on ones, three on ones, three on twos, um, that we see so much right now mm-hmm. from this team, and they they were more physical. They were getting a little bit more involved, right? You know, Curtis Lazar, the big uh, the big hitter on the night, but you know they ran into a bad Jonathan Quick, and Thatcher yep. Demko played the best game of the season so far. So right. I don't think the Canucks played bad, but they did get outshot thirty eight to twenty five. That's right? true. Um, so it, it's it's not i i struggle looking at even just the shots and saying oh yeah they they played fine um you know they they had a goaltender who was fantastic and they were able to beat jonathan quick and it's brock besser beating him twice and brock besser's had quick's number forever so (laughs) yeah i i don't think it it was like on paper it's their bet it was their most complete win of the year maybe barring that pittsburgh game right um but it didn't, you know, it, they they were outplayed. You know, the last
1: two periods, as it combined, 34 to 18 in shots. Mm-hmm. No, I think everything you said is fair. And hearing it from you straight, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think I must have been in a really good mood that night or something. And I actually do think because Pedersen, uh, you know, it was kind of overshadowed by, by Besser's first two goals of the season. Everyone was in a good mood for that. And you're right, Demko was really good. And he didn't have to go crazy. So, so I do think the only thing I'll, I'll say is, Yes, the Kings outshot the Canucks very badly by a two-to-one margin in the last two periods, but not all, in fact, not many of those were totally, totally game-stealer, amazing saves. Right. There, you know, a few uh, deflections, a few crossing passes, but they weren't... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of quantity, but I wouldn't say it was the most quality. Maybe that's why I just... I, I never felt... It's easy to say now but I never felt like the Canucks were in danger of losing that game. But regardless, uh it's good. It's good they won and Besser scored both of his goals from basically the exact same place in the crease. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is not what you'd expect, but yeah, I mean there was, you know, much more quantity than than quality for sure, but the problem right. is Demko's had problems on that quantity, right? Mm. Like on those those saves that have been like, you know, we've seen every game last year that game-breaking save. Yeah, And we didn't get any of those all year until there was, like, I think, one or two in this game. And that yeah. was like, okay, Demko actually showed up tonight. This is the Thatcher Demko that we expected to see. Uh, and yes, it helps when you have Elias Patterson scoring two goals and when you have Brock Besser scoring two goals, right? That's big. Um, yes. But Canucks had a 3-1 lead in this game. We know how safe multi-goal leads are. Yeah. Um, so you say you weren't worried. I was. I was very okay, worried. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Especially just seeing the shots Me like, hey, well, LA's putting on pressure. And the cracks have folded under pressure again and again and again. Uh, Maybe this is where they break the pattern.
1: Uh, They, they didn't break the pattern. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then for you seeing, uh, let's pretend last night's game didn't happen. So let's not let Demko's performance yesterday or both, you know, Besser's horrible defensive performance, you know, cloud your judgment coming out of Friday's game. Was their bigger positive for you? And they're both positive. Demko's 36 out of 37 saves, or was it Besser's two goals? If you had to pick one. Um
0: I think think Demko's matters a lot more to this team. Right. Right. You think of what this team needs to be successful. Look, if Brock Besser is is putting out, if Brock Besser gets 50 assists this year and 10 goals, (laughs) whatever. That's not gonna be the reason they missed the playoffs. Right. Um if Thatcher Demko is an 890 goalie all year that will be the reason the Canucks don't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. And also neither, of be- like both of Bester's goals were being in the right place and, and getting the job done. Right. Which is important, right? It's, it's playing smart. It's being in the right place. Uh, and it's not making the mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that first mm-hmm. one, he has a stick on the ice directs it in his second one. You know, he has to bat that thing out of the air. It might've gone in anyways, but he, he did bat it out of the air. He was in the right he spot. Did. He was going to the net. That's important. Um, but for this game, right again, if Demko is is his eight ninety self, that's L.A. scores four goals in this game too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for the entirety of the season, you know, great that maybe this gets the monkey off Besser's back and maybe he can build off this a little bit. I mean, we know how um, you know not great he has been this year, um, but it's much more important for Thatcher Demko to be uh, great than it is for Brock Besser.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you, and I, I did a quick Twitter poll saying all these things are encouraging, but what are you most encouraged by? Demco 37-38, the best two goals, or the Canucks actually uh, didn't give up a lead, and yes, 60% of those people did indeed say, agree with you, Parker, and say it was because of Thatcher Demko. So, uh, yeah, they, the Canucks were on a little two-game win streak, and we're all feeling good, and then, uh, is there anything else you want to say about the Friday night game? Sure don't. And then last night happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Last night was interesting because again, you know, they, they get outshot badly, but you look at this first period, right? Where look, Vegas is a great hockey team, right? Mm -hmm. Coming to this game, the Cox were home underdogs, right? They, they were, they were supposed to lose this game to Vegas. It's the nature in which they did it. That makes it hurt. Right? So the first period, Vegas 17 shots, Vancouver eight. Yeah. No goal scored. So the Canucks get away with one. And we're looking like we are in for a Thatcher Demco back to back master class, which is
1: excellent. <laughs>
0: um, and then uh second period, Canucks strike first. It's Kuzmenko. That only that lead only lasts for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um right? Stone scores carrier carrier carrier. I don't know. He scores. Yep. Um so within I four set, I minutes. Michael set both of those up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So within He's four minutes, good. the Canucks are down. Yep. Um and Here's the thing, though, right? Like shots on goal end up being 38-29. That entire difference was the first period. So the Canucks get outplayed in the first period, second period, third period, at least shots-wise. I haven't looked at the analytics because I didn't do a, a show yesterday, but right, at right. least shots on goal-wise, the Canucks were fine in the final two periods. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're down 2-1 going to the third, which is a not a great place to be against Vegas, but they came out hot, right? We get that Horvath goal early, Stillman's first point took long enough. Uh, you get Luke Shen getting on the board, banking it in off of Carrier. Two more uh, goals than Hughes has so far this season. <laughs> that's that's not surprising. Hughes is not a goal scorer. I know, I know. Uh, I know. But he will get 80 assists. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you have Elias Pettersson. And, and suddenly, this game has gone from 2-1, and in a matter of four and a half minutes, the Canucks have made it
1: 4-2. Right. And before, yes, before we get to what happens next, what was funny, Parker, is Crazy P was in my section so yesterday i was in the upper so he was he came up to section 319 and he's stood basically at the right in essence row 10 where he's standing in front of the entrance not where people walk in but he comes up the stairs uh, Behind. He's, so he's yeah exactly so he's got some room but my seats in row 13 on the on the aisle that's right in my view so i actually missed the shin goal and the pd goal because i got crazy p in his big head and his cap and his drum in, in my face um but i guess we we're all having fun so yeah three uh two go three goals in the first yeah. six minutes it, 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 so what okay when that happened truly how confident were you feeling
0: uh i was probably 70 30. Okay. On the odds for the Canucks to win, which a team with a two goal lead with 14 minutes to go probably wins the game like 85% <laughs> of the time. So, 70 30, I think, is being pretty generous to Vegas. Yeah. Because um, they have a lot of firepower, right? Oh, and, and I knew that, you know, it would only take one and then we're right back in it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we only had 43 seconds to think about it, right? Because <laughs> Carrier goes, <clears throat> gets them within one,
1: yeah. uh, and then they score again to make it 4 4. And then yeah, I didn't like that again. Riley Smith goal, Parker. I, I just. I think that started with a giveaway by Demko and then it gets around the net and then yeah, both Marshall and Smith. Yeah. try
0: to fire it up the middle. Uh, They're banging
1: away at it on the side and I don't know if Demko lost his post. I didn't see how it went in, actually. Uh, I think that's the one where
0: it literally went under his skate blade. Like, he had ah. his skating against the post, but he had it yeah. flat and not angled. So the yeah. puck just slid right under. Um, and then they make it 5-4, but that doesn't count <laughs> because of the camera. Yeah. So is,
1: did you see it on TV? Where,
0: I did. So I saw it get rung around and I saw it yep. kick back into the middle. Yeah. Right. And I was like, ah, the stanchion. And yep. then I immediately thought, or, and then they, so they're wondering what's going on, right? Shorty and, and Cheecher are confused. Okay. They're they're like a piece of the stanchion broke off and yep. is on the ice. And I immediately, I thought it boring. So I was like, that's probably right around where the camera guy is. Right. Mm. And then they show it and it's like this black ring. And I'm like, that's a camera lens. Like the, the end piece of the camera lens. Yeah. Right. Uh, That sort of shields it. Uh, And then they eventually get to that conclusion. And I'm, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, this guy is sitting in a sea of Canucks fans and just helped Vegas score this guy's going to be public enemy number one, right? Like he just he just made a beautiful feed uh, in front here um, and turns out that technically the whistle should go in that situation, yeah. um, which I didn't know. I didn't know that was the rule. Nice that they that's challengeable. Um, I'd be really mad if that went the other way, though. Oh, <laughs> right? right? Like oh, if the Canucks yeah. score a big goal, I was like, I nicked the camera. Like right. what if it's way less... Like it's going around and it does a little like little veer and it just goes up the boards instead of like around the glass. Right. <laughs> um, but this was pretty extreme, pretty obvious. Um, they take it back and then they scored anyways.
1: And Vegas guess one. So I I really like that perspective, Parker, because my perspective from 319 was we see Ekman Larson ringing around, and the next thing is we see what looks because my seats are so far right, it's the opposite corner. We see a little like, a second puck, so I see something rolling at the blue line, and my wife Gail says to me, "Is it two pucks?" I said, "No, Gail, it's not two pucks, but I don't know what that is because I yeah. I didn't think to, it was the camera." and Then I see like guy Bester skating around, like what's yeah. going on, <laughs> and then and then it gets to the slot, and then Demko, it was like a weird knuckler, and he. He kind of bats at it, and then it just falls in front of him. And no Canucks player, no one goes to get the puck. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this how we're gonna lose the game? Yeah, I
0: do. <laughs> they did show. They showed like because they had some one of the guys with the cameras for Sportsnet. Yeah, was on it because he literally is panning as the puck goes around. He's too slow, right? <laughs> the puck is going fast, so he's trailing the puck. So you're just like seeing him swivel. And then he immediately zoom right in focus on the on this camera thing rolling around, like dead zoom. It's your entire frame of your TV. And it's like, like he he's had good. it. And then it zooms out a little bit. And Bester's like, and Miller's doing this too. And they're both kind of like, what's going on here? They're and doing that they're all going,
1: game, Parker. They're doing that all game in their true. own zone. <laughs> that's very true.
0: But yeah, it clearly had an impact on the play. Um, by the way, they won it anyways. So it, it's all for naught.
1: Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. Like in any... And another time another day another life a team would be able to take that momentum that 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 new life that they're given that that hope that glimmer and do something but it was very shortly thereafter where again i it sound like a broken record that miller horvat and besser who got moved up there for garland they're so bad defensively they're so bad man and Besser just waving at Petrangelo. Remember, Petrangelo's a defenseman. I don't know how he gets in the slot and then and gets around Besser and puts him. Behind. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's it's
0: crazy. Yeah. Um, One of the top posts on the Canucks subreddit today. Yeah. uh, Is an image of the NHL stats page, mm-hmm. uh, and it says, "I know plus minus is a flawed stat, but on the <laughs> other hand, and it's Elias Pettersson plus seven, Luke Shen plus seven, J.T. Miller minus eleven, Brock Besser minus eleven. Wow. So J.T. Miller has eighteen points and is a minus eleven. Now keep in mind, lots of those points come in the power play, so those don't mm-hmm. count towards your mm-hmm. plus minus. Um, so it's just a five on five. But but J.T. Miller and Besser they've they've done nothing at five on five, right? And that's yeah, yeah. that's the problem. And they're they're they've been complete liabilities in the own zone in their own zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it, just, it feels like literally every goal that gets scored in the Canucks at even yep. strength, JT Miller's on the ice.
1: Yeah. Time and time. Exactly. Early. Exactly. And, and that's such a damning stat when you say, yeah, he has 18 points, but he's a minus 11, and power play penalty kill doesn't affect plus minus. So that means he's minus 11 basically when they're either on power play and they get scored in shorthanded, but most likely five on five. That is so bad. That is so bad, and you're right. If if he's minus three yesterday, and none of the goals, there's no power play goals in the game, and he's on the ice for at least one or two goals. That means he was uh, f- four. That means he was on the ice for four. Yeah, he was on the ice for four of the five Vegas goals last night.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, he I mean he's he's got 18 points. 11 of those are on the power play, right? <laughs> for reference, last year it was 99 points, 38 were on the power play. So a, yeah. a, you know about. 38% of his points were on the power play last year. Yeah. And this year it's like 55-60%. Um mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so at 5 on 5 it's a it's a black hole. Um yeah. which is really unfortunate because it yeah. is yeah it's it's a real reason why this team is losing. Uh is yeah. the impact of 5 on 5. You can be a point per game player and that is great. Um, but if you, if you have a negative impact on the team while you're on the ice, it doesn't matter if, if you, if you're putting up a point per game and somehow still having a negative impact at five on five, like that is impressive. (laughs) Keep in mind? He's the point per game player with 10 of those being goals with a 23% shooting percentage, right? Like that's going to come down. May like the last three years, he's been around 15%. So that's going to come down a bit, you know, take a couple of those away.
1: Uh, and yeah, we're, it's it's tough at this point how about pd making that it wasn't even a two on one because he was the back guy he was making a two and oh and yeah. the empty net that was nice he's he's constantly just the best player on this team uh like even like last
0: night just every single time he has the puck it's electric you know he's always looks like he's going to create something uh mm-hmm. you know putting his you know putting himself in the line to make saves right caring enough to make the save with like 30 seconds to go yeah you're probably not winning that game but to go down and, and block the block the play anyways right make a save yeah. you know it, it's just caring right that's all it is at the end of the day and it seems like he's really the only one out there that does
1: he um yeah yeah i was gonna say that um you're you make a good point about the effort i i think there's other guys that we won't necessarily call out by name but we may have mentioned them already that maybe don't lay out to make that block with 30 seconds left 200 feet from the opposite goal with that you have to score in. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. It was really good. Mm. It was really, really good. Okay, Demko lets in five goals, not all his fault, maybe a couple were, but is this a letdown or is this because they're playing against one of the most talented teams in the league? Um, If it's a one-off, I would go with the latter. Yeah. Um,
0: the problem is that it's a pattern, right? Yeah. He's, had, he's had one quality game this yeah. year. Right. Uh his record has dropped to two nine and two this that's, year. That's bad with an eight eighty-three save percentage. Um and he's letting fifty goals in thirteen games, right? Yeah. Like almost four goals per game. Um yeah, it's a real it's a real issue at, at this point. Um yeah. not to say that again, this is one of those things where if either thing works better, right? If he plays better or if the Canucks defense just doesn't allow everything through for that five-minute stretch in the third period, well, then the Canucks win this game, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's all it takes is one of those two things going right. The problem is Demko isn't right, and
1: the defense isn't right, so it's just a disaster. So some positives, if any, they only had to kill off one, but they killed off the power play that Vegas got. So yep. three straight games now. They have not allowed a power play goal. Yeah, it is. It is that is actually astonishing uh, <laughs> at this point.
0: Um, yeah. What are they at PK wise? They're uh, they're at 65.6%. 31st. 31st. Anaheim is creeping up 64.2. <laughs> We're a starting to together. Um, and then power play. Aren't we like fourth or something? uh connect power play is fifth just behind dallas uh 29.2
1: percent so power play is great power oh, play is unstoppable
0: awesome.
1: um pk is is an absolute mess that's all awesome. and then that, as we're talking about stats i wanted to get your your take on this uh, anything else from that game aside from no. pretty entertaining but yeah it was a fun it was a it was a fun game to watch it just wish yeah. it went the other way we have five guys parker that uh, they haven't played all 19 games but are basically point per game pace uh pd at 23 and 19 horvat 21 and 19 Hughes 18 and 15, Miller 18 and 19 and Besser 12 and 13. So almost point a game for those five players and then you look at the stats right now, we could have five or four 30, 35 to 40 goal scorers.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that you can have two people who are having such a you know, negative impact um, that are putting up a point per game, right? Yeah. In uh JT Miller and in Brock Besser right like when they're on the ice you know at five on five it doesn't go their way uh but they are still at least producing points um so it's not all negative meanwhile you look at a guy like Elias Pettersson right I mean he's on pace for 40 plus uh Bo Horvat's on pace for like 55 60 um (laughs) JT Miller's on pace for 40 uh Besser's on pace for like 13. (laughs) Um, But either way, right, uh, you have the Canucks have a bunch of guys who are scoring, right? I mean, Andre Kuzmenko's on pace for almost 40 goals, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, the Canucks are are not having any trouble putting the puck in the net. That is nowhere near their problem. But it just feels like such a waste, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: You have you're getting Elias Pettersson just on fire, right? He's on pace for what is it like 100 points at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah, probably right around exactly 100 points. Uh, you have Quinn Hughes on pace for about a hundred points. You yep. have O. Horvat on pace for 60 goals. You have JT Miller on pace for 80 points. You have Brock Besser on pace for like 75 points. You yep. have this, you have a, you have Andre Kuzmenko on an entry level contract on pace for like 65, 70 points. And you have six wins. Like it's just such, it, it, they've done so much, right? They have so many good offensive players, but it's like we said, all offseason long, it's going to come down to the defensive play and in and case in point, the goaltending. Uh, and it's just a complete waste of this fantastic offensive production that we're seeing. Yeah.
1: And we can't live in Widow kudoshiros but we know that Canucks L. in only 19 games, have given up seven multi-goal leads. And not one goal leads. These are two or more goal leads. They've lost those seven games. And imagine if they just win four of those seven, that's eight more points. Guess what? Now they're third in the Pacific division. What a difference. Oh, yeah. It's, it's
0: absurd. What, what something that small can do, right? If this team, yeah. If this team could hold leads, right. And if you have a two goal lead, you're probably winning most of the time. Right. Yep. So let, you know, they should have won five of those seven games. Yep. Right. And suddenly we're looking at a team that has 11 wins. and is above 25 point yeah yeah Yeah, and it's a and it's a playoff team right it's right on playoff pace yeah Uh, the team is playing well enough for 45 minutes a night to Mm -hmm. be that but the problem is they they have these lapses where you know last night all of those goals happen in a short period of time where they can't stop the bleeding over a 10 minute period and they lose the game because of it and it just continuously is the uh the same story
1: isn't it shocking? You know, they're not, they're not like eight, 15 and two territory, but they're not that far off of it at six, 10 and three. Yeah, it's close.
0: That's so that's <laughs> almost eight, 15 and two, right? Oh. Um, this team, I mean, let's look at it, right? Could this team only win two of their next seven? Well, in their next seven games, they have the Avs, the golden yep. Knights, the Capitals and the Panthers. And then I could see them losing to, you know, one of the coyotes or the Habs or the sharks, right? That's mm-hmm, possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could very well be eight 15 and three by yeah. December 5th, one day yeah. after, uh, December 4th, when everything went wrong last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, things can get off the rails really quick here. Um, they are, they already are off the rails. Like they're sort of, they're sort of like, you know, when you see a train in a movie and it's kind of like the back half's off the tracks and it's kind of like drifting, uh, with, like the front's going and the, the back is sort of catching up sideways. That's yeah. sort of where the Canucks are right now. Yeah, they have the opportunity. Train. They got to win a bunch of games to maybe pull it back on the tracks, but most likely they're going to just go flying and, you know, what's more likely, they win the next two games or they lose the next two games. No, against the yeah. Avalanche and the Golden Knights and end up at what is it, 6 and 12
1: and 3 and yeah. then you're you're cooked. So here's a complete optimistic approach. What happens if even if we give those two losses, Colorado and Vegas, but you could also argue potentially that they could be San Jose, uh, Washington, Florida. Who? Because neither Washington or Florida are are like playing amazing right now. And then who yep. do they got? Montreal and someone else. Uh,
0: then they have after Florida they have Arizona. Yeah, that could and be then, a win. And Montreal. Montreal could be a win. So
1: you could lose Santa the next. You yeah, you could lose the next two, and then and then win the next six, and then you're five. I know, this isn't gonna happen. And then you're five hundred.
0: <laughs> then you're. 12, no. 12 and three, right? You lose, you lose the next two. Oh, and then so you, you win six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would get you there.
1: And then after 25 games, you are 12, 12 and three.
0: <laughs> do you, no, that's 27. Do, that's 27. do yeah. you see a world where the no. Canucks <laughs> can play against all six of those teams and hold leads in every single one of those games? Sadly, no, no, no. <laughs> no. If it happens, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, uh, you know, it's such a stretch, right? This right, this right. team would need to go on, on such an immense heater, um, yeah. that it is just so unfeasible. Um, but I like where you're coming from. I like okay. the idea.
1: Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So let's do this. I want to ask you about Stillman and goaltending, if that's cool. Two different topics. Then we'll talk quickly about Botchford and Billboard, and then we'll go to the last ten minutes, people. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Riley Stillman. Your thoughts? Uh, my
0: my opinions are not great on Riley Stillman. Um, gets his first point finally yesterday. Yeah. Um, how many games has that been for Riley Stillman? Eleven, and he's got a point. Uh, he is a minus seven. Not the worst on the team. That is J T. Miller and Brock Besser, yeah. but yeah. the worst defenseman on the team. Um, you know, barely had Kyle Burrows. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a real issue, Um, and I I still just – I am flabbergasted day in, day out by the lineup decision to play Riley Stillman or Kyle Burrows, and I just feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but there's – I don't see the upside at all because there isn't really one, right? We're talking about uh, a player that hasn't proven anything with this team. Sure, he's technically younger than Kyle Burrows – but Kyle Burroughs has shown more upside yeah. than Riley Stillman in, in his limited time. Um, th- there's two big issues I have here, right? One is playing Stillman over Burrows, and the other is Jack Rathbone sitting in the press box. Yeah. Should Jack Rathbone be in the NHL lineup? Probably not. Right. Um, but should he be in the AHL because he's only played, you know, a handful of games over the last two seasons? Absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, those are two just glaring issues that I have that I, I don't know why they're not being addressed. It just seems so obvious and I don't know what I'm missing.
1: And then no, I'm I'm with you 100%. I think a lot of people on Canucks fans are are with us. Uh, not not to test you, but do you have take a guess of what Riley Stuen's cap hit is? I don't know, you might remember this from the trade. Take a Uh guess.
0: it's 2.0 no, they saved wait. Yeah, it's like 2.1, right?
1: Yeah, actually it says 1.35. Is that wrong?
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, they saved 2.1 ish
1: right. for two million. Over two years. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Riley Simmons 1.35. But we have them for next year too, don't forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least 1.35 you can you can throw in the in the miners and, and yeah. get away with it. Yeah. yeah um yeah. but yeah, the problem is, you know, they paid to save cap space and mm-hmm. you have Jason Dickinson making sweet spinorama passes yesterday. Still um, oh, Oh, he had a sweet assist yesterday.
1: Um, what, what? Like he's he's doing fantastic. Yeah, he started and, off really good, and then he came came back to earth a little bit. But what's he at now?
0: He's got eight points in fourteen games. He's on a fifty oh, point pace. Great, awesome. Uh, four goals, four assists. I mean, he only had eleven points last year in Vancouver. Um, yeah, he's gonna. He'll probably set a career high this year. Um, and, and he's he is well worth the two point six five that he's making there. Uh sorry, yeah, I knew they saved 1.3. I just I thought Dickinson made more um yeah. when I had the math there. Um yeah, so
1: he is it's just a complete whiff. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even and we've always talked about how much we love Rathbone, but we're not even advocating for Rathbone, we're advocating for Burroughs. Yeah. Like again, yeah. Kyle Burroughs is not
0: this, you know, elite defenseman by any stretch of the imagination. Um but we're talking about a guy who who drops the gloves every once in a while. We're talking about mm-hmm. a guy who people seem to enjoy playing with, who looks stable defensively. He does. Um, who's probably better defensively than Rale- Raleigh Stillman, yeah. maybe less offensive output, although he does have a goal. Um, although it was a kind of a random goal, it was a random wrist shot down the wing. Right. But uh yeah, I I just
1: uh, i I just don't get it. And unlike Stillman, Burrows will never have the puck behind his own net. Short-handed, with five seconds left in the period, in a scoreless game, and try and throw it up the middle. Do you remember that against the Kings? That was astonishing.
0: <laughs> that was genuinely like I gasped. I'm sitting at my TV and I'm like, yeah. all right, five seconds to go. Like, uh, bury it.
1: Yeah, just sit on it. Do do something. Throw, throw it in the corner.
0: It's, yeah, it's a Friday night. I'm probably probably having a beer. Just sitting back. Like, ah, yeah, intermission. All right. You know, maybe maybe I'll get up and grab grab a snack or something. And then I, I just did one of these. Like, wait, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like what? what's the, the upside? The upside on that play is you get it past everyone and maybe get a breakaway pass, but probably not because we've seen this team just not do anything in the last few seconds of the period and take <sighs> to the intermission. Um, yeah, it, you learn that so early, not to yeah. just throw it up the middle, um, especially when you're not good enough defensively to make the play to stop it after. Yeah. Um, yeah five seconds you got a couple options one is yeah you hold the puck worst case that guy pressures you and steals it from you with one second left yep or when he gets to you you chip it into the corner and he's not going to get there in time yeah Yeah. or you do fall down on the puck
1: and stick it in your mouth do something ice it yeah
0: you know take one step over and rip it off the glass yeah right or just at a different angle away from everybody yeah. Oh no! An icing call with one second to go in the period. Right? There's no time to do anything. Yeah. there. So like, I I, I just you know, flip it into yeah. the bench. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, there's so many. Sit down your short.
1: To, okay, sorry. To, to give no. it
0: to give it to the goalie and say here, yeah. cover it if this guy shows up. Like, yeah. there's it, there, it was genuinely astonishing to see an NHL player think that that was the right play to make in that situation.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. So. Last Canucks thing, Parker. How do you do the goalie? So I, I was looking at this. They have Colorado tomorrow. Then they have actually two days between Colorado and Vegas. And then they have the the back-to-back in San Jose. So three games on the road and that quick jaunt from Vegas to Southern California. If you don't want to play Demco against Vegas, let's just say psychologically you don't want Demco play against Vegas. So if you go Martin in Vegas, then because of the back-to-back on the road, you're likely going Demco then in San Jose then could you play Martin tomorrow in Colorado? So could you go Martin Martin Demko, or would you go Demko Demko Martin, or Demko Martin Demko? If that makes sense.
0: Okay, so I like the I like the idea of putting Martin in for that Vegas game. Okay, I, I like I like your thought process there because you has got to play one of the Sharks or, or Vegas. Yes, uh, the Sharks should be an easier opponent. Um, get Demko back on the horse. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah demco just gave up five to vegas so i like that yeah. idea so let's say we're going um you know demco on sunday martin on sorry about that uh what martin happened? on uh, is that still, a cat or a car that was a motorcycle i think okay um so you have uh you have vegas <laughs> on saturday so we're assuming that is your martin game and the that's on yeah. sunday so yeah. demco's played the last two mm. um so you know, do you want Martin to play that Avs game tomorrow? If you give it to Demco, then Martin will not have played since what November 15th? So that would be 11 days between uh-huh. games for Spencer Martin. Yeah. Um, however, is Martin the guy you want against the cause I think the Canucks have to focus on this one game at a time and they can't be scheming it out too far in advance. That's fair. Um, so who's the goalie you want? Do you want your 898 Spencer Martin or your 883 Thatcher Demco? Um, the team <laughs> plays better in front of Martin seemingly they do. Um, I, I honestly, I, I don't think you can really pick wrong. Uh, yeah. I, I think regardless of what happens, hindsight's going to be the key there. Yeah. Um, but I think going in with the information you have into tomorrow, um, assuming both of those are hundred percent healthy and there's nothing lingering or anything. Uh, I mean, you know, you're splitting Saturday, Sunday, you yep. play whoever you want tomorrow and hope they can, uh, they can get a win. I
1: play Martin. He's only lost once. I think I would too. Yeah. Well, once in regulation, I'd play Martin, but who are you right Their Their stats are pretty similar. 898 versus 883 goes against 349, 387. Uh, yeah.
0: And I think, I think if you play Demko, I, like I, I, again, I think I would play Martin as well, mm. but I don't think you're wrong for picking Demko there. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that's, that's not a dramatic enough difference. Um, for you to be like, oh, I Awesome, picked your be- good goalie,
1: <laughs> Martin PD <Petey>, Martin. <laughs> yeah, that would be a choice. <laughs> PD did make a good save last night. Okay, so um, I actually remember, and this isn't to say you didn't get it right, but I actually predicted the connects go to two and one because I was very optimistic, and I actually got the games right too. I said they they'll beat Buffalo, they'll beat LA, and they they won't beat Vegas. So, yeah. what do you think is happening in these three, my friend?
0: So these three, Avalanche, Vegas, San Jose, I mean, the easiest answer is one and two. Yeah. I'm going to say, but maybe they steal one. I'll, I'll say two and one. I love it. What's the one loss? The one loss I'm going to say is Vegas. I think tomorrow the Avalanche are, are good. They're a very hard team to play against. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel maybe the Canucks win, a, win just a shootout, right? Not in a yeah. shootout, but maybe this game goes 6-5 and the Canucks end up on the six end.
1: Okay, uh, I'm with you. Let's 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 agree to go two and one for these next three, and then we'll we'll be patting each other on the back virtually. They are
0: all on the road.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Which makes me not like my choice, but whatever. <laughs> we'll go with it.
1: Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do two or three minutes each on. Uh, I want to congratulate. So let me. I want you to explain it, but you're so humble. If I probably didn't say it, you probably wouldn't even bring it up, or maybe you would. So everyone knows about the Bosford Project. It is named after the late journalist writer, Jason Botchford, who um, who passed away a few years ago and the Canucks and it's guys like Thomas Dranz and Jeff Patterson and others put together this uh, this kind of um, initiative to reward aspiring young old writers that people that want to get, uh, they're not necessarily all trying to break in the, the business but this is certainly an opportunity to see what it's like to experience it for a game, to, to write a story, a feature story, to get um, access to players, coaches, whatever it may be. Parker, you can fill in the gaps. But they they announce eight to 10 winners a year, and they kind of do three guys, three people at this game, three people at another game, three people. And your boy Parker, Parker's Pucks, was one of the first three recipients of three winners named today. And you will be covering the mighty Canucks against the Arizona Coyotes on December 3rd. So everyone in the chat, some love to Parker. That's pretty awesome
0: yeah it's cool um yeah i put in my application last minute uh, as i as i tend to do um <laughs> yeah i got a email from them on friday um basically saying that that i got selected which is cool um i yeah. don't have any info really um <laughs> other than like what we've seen from the past uh it looks like yeah it looks like there's gonna be six recipients this year oh six okay um, so i got selected along with ali and noah um two other uh people i got selected along with me so yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I'll be there next Saturday. Uh, That's so awesome, third. So it'll be cool, and I'll yeah. uh, I'll keep you guys all up to date on the show on the fifth,
1: I guess. Yeah, and you, you guys, people like David Quadrelli have, have won this before or won it, I don't know, but have been named. And look at him; he's now running uh, Canucks Army uh, Canucks Conversation Podcast. And yeah, if if you want to. Th- Give Parker a thumbs up, not only in the chat, but like this video. We only have 15 likes, 75 in here. year. Like the fact that Parker's going to be at the game and, and doing this. And Parker, I know obviously you're a good communicator with your podcast, this show, but I didn't know that you were a good writer. So what did you write about?
0: Yeah, I just took I just took an existing video. Uh,
1: I don't think I am a great writer,
0: um, to be honest. I, mm. I never really have been, but... I just sort of took one of my videos, took all the, the key points from it and turned that into basically a writing sample, sent it <laughs> off and I guess they liked it enough. So um, awesome. yeah, I'm not, so I don't think, I don't foresee myself turning into a writer. I mm. much prefer the spoken uh, slash video yeah. um, vibe, but uh, it was an opportunity too good to pass up. So
1: you're gonna ask if you can do a video for your submission? <laughs> like I <for> don't your... <laughs> think
0: I will, but I'll, I'll do some sort of video <laughs> afterwards for sure. Uh, that maybe is... I'll do a video version of my submission as
1: well. We'll see. Well, congratulations. That's pretty cool. So we will, I'm sure hear more about it or you're too humble. Like I said, but I will be your mouthpiece and we'll all be, uh, anticipating your work. It might not come out on the Saturday, right? They sometimes say, they... I hope not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it usually comes out a week or two later. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I hope I don't have to write the whole thing that night. That will be a late night for me.
1: Very cool. Um, Eli says if you get to meet Alvin, convince him to T. can't say the T word as you know, but you know, you, you can do that. Um, uh, some people are saying to do, yeah, this is, I told the people of the Canucks one last night, three yeah, what straight, have you I would done? do the great, yeah. Do you dance? No. No.
0: Okay. God, okay. no, I do not. <laughs>
1: uh no <laughs> but pretty cool very very cool we're very happy for you well deserved man that's awesome
0: yeah and if you're driving around griffith's way uh, anytime soon driving on the viaduct you see the big billboard the big electronic billboard next to bc place that sort of sticks <laughs> up over uh you might see this guy uh and his and his uh and his mug up there uh yeah. enjoying some nice pepsi products uh he got picked up to uh to appear in a pepsi billboard which is
1: uh, it's awesome. That's really good. Uh, I appreciate and you said they
0: didn't that. even know that you are. Uh,
1: you know, Pepsi is your choice. Yeah. No, thank you, Parker. Yeah. If um, it's part of a rotating digital board, so you have to kind of wait sixty to ninety <laughs> seconds before you see it. But I, I must admit, like uh, it was pretty cool to see my my good looking face up on the billboard. I was I was walking to the game last night. Uh, but yeah, yeah, very quickly, very very quickly. PR company, uh, a Pepsi hired a PR company. PR company says to the Canucks, give us some fans as options. One of my ticket reps was in that meeting, suggested me. They vetted some people. They interviewed me once and they said, uh, yeah, you're good. We, li- we like your passion. So get some pictures to us, da, da, da. And yes, you're right, Parker. They did actually did not know that I consume a lot of Pepsi. In fact, I joked on, on Instagram yesterday, I don't know if I've spent more money in my lifetime on Canucks tickets or Pepsi products. It's probably pretty darn close so that that billboard's gonna be up for about a month and they might do a social post to go along with it maybe hopefully pumping up this or pumping up my channel whatever it is but uh i need opportunity to express my fandom in a, in a creative way and yeah to say i'm on a billboard so i can knock that off my my very strange bucket list but thank yeah, you that's awesome that's fun <laughs> um, appreciate that
0: all right we got some questions from yep. the people uh, and i like some of these ones so um Peter and and Jessica are both bringing up Rutherford <laughs> walking out after that fifth goal that didn't end up counting, but they were he was done. Um, obviously, you didn't see it uh, no. until I assume after maybe on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, what do you? They Sportsnet yep. caught it. They did caught the camera?
1: It. But did, so the the clips I've seen Parker. I guess that's the original clip where it cuts to him, but it cuts away pretty quick too.
0: Yeah, the, you I just see him crazy. turning around. Yeah, and then there's another there's another clip I think of like sort of his back walking away. Okay. Um, yeah. No, he just he just said I'm done after they blew that <laughs> blew that seventh multi-goal lead of the year, which they technically hadn't at that point. They didn't. That wasn't the the game winner, but yeah. after it was allowed.
1: But yeah, he was uh, he was clearly fed up. Yeah, you, well, you can't you can't fault his passion, and uh, he. I don't think in the heat of the moment, you're not worried about what camera is on you or what you're going to look like. So as a fan, I'm sure he was ticked off just like I was sitting there. I'm just like, I'm sure you were at home. Um, I, I think so. And I just feel more bad. Like I don't not like Rutherford. I just feel bad for Bruce Boudreaux. I really do. I really feel bad, for but that's not what the question is about. So yes, I saw it afterwards. I, I saw people tweeting about it when I was at the game and Yeah, he's he's, he's the president, but he's also a fan, and he wants the team to do well. He's ultra-competitive, and he was really upset.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I... Uh, my instant thought when I saw it, I was like, Oh boy, he's like, is he just going to go like, maybe they, maybe he has been told like, Hey, you can't fire people because of contracts or whatever. You can't do X, <laughs> Y, or Z. I wonder if he's just thinking like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what I've been told from ownership or whatever <laughs> I am doing. I am changing things now. Uh, cause I can't do this anymore. Gosh. Um, that was sort of my, my thought, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I can't blame him. I, 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 I don't think I was, I wasn't angry. I just sort of sighed. Yeah. Uh, when it happened, I was like, ah,
1: yeah. And the second part, Parker, it says Alvin's face palming. Was that in the same shot? Was he like this or was he, uh, I don't yeah. remember. I think, okay. I
0: think he might've done sort of one of these and just like sort of hit his face. Um,
1: yeah. It was rough. And I, d- I did see Emily castle just kind of turn and look and watch, yeah, he's, he's, he's done, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, man, man. oh
0: man. Uh Apparently, uh, Sadiar Shah saying that the re-signing Horvat ship
1: has likely sailed. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Did you see also Frank Cervelli came up with his big trade board and of the 20 guys? Yep. Ahead of uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Jacob Chikrin is Bo Horvat. And Cervelli reports, and I don't trust him as much as I do say Dolly Wall or, or Drance, but he did say that there's and we heard this from Elliot freeman too that there's been very very little movement little talks they didn't meet with pat morris in toronto not that they had to all that kind of stuff so i believe it when i hear people say that they don't think it's going to happen because there hasn't seemed to be an interest in in negotiating that can always change as it did with jt miller but because of miller being re-signed as we joked about last week we who would have thought that it would be miller with the one with this seven-year contract and our captain on the outside looking in potentially
0: right yeah as i've said right i mean if you're horvat i'm you know i i'm i'm thinking all right i'm going to score 50 and then i'm making a ton of money and it's yep. done i'm going to make a ton of money on a competitive team yeah um so yeah i if that ship has sailed that is not surprising to me mm-hmm. um because i think i think i would have been sh- uh, sailing that ship away if i was in that same situation yeah
1: um but, man yep, i wish we could be you.
0: in that same situation that'd be nice
1: well, you never know <laughs> You, this this Buster project thing might go really well. I don't know. With it, I don't think I'm pulling,
0: only I'm pulling $9 million a year next year, Clay.
1: <laughs> U.S. Well, dollars, too. I know. Well, I'll, I'll share it. Uh, Peter, who I got to meet at the game on Friday night, which is pretty cool. When is Quinn going to get a legit right-hand D partner for him? And what type of defense partner is ideal for Hughes? What do you think?
0: Yeah. It's funny that, you know, Luke Shen is his guy and has mm-hmm. been so good, but you got to think like, what would a real right hand defense partner like do for a guy like Quinn Hughes? Right. I mean, you go back to Tanev yeah. uh, and, and right. Like that's, that's a, a component that is nice. It's complimentary, right? It means that Quinn Hughes can play aggressive and has a safety valve that he can trust. Right. Um, you know, I, yes. again, I, in my beer league hockey games, I love that. I play defense. I like to rush up and I know that my D partner doesn't like to rush up very much and he's good defensively. So yeah. I'm not worried if I don't get back in time, it'll probably right. be fine. So that's a nice, you know, it sort of unlocks that. Um, and Luke Shen is sort of, of the similar vein, but you know, he's not a number two defenseman, right? He yeah. shouldn't have to play 22 minutes, 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would, uh, I honestly, what type of defense partner is ideal for Hughes a number two defenseman uh again <laughs> anything is an upgrade uh nothing against luke shen he's great um right. but like he it's not even about Quinn hughes it's about who do you want playing 22 minutes a night correct uh, and you want someone who's going to bring a lot more um you know offensive potential and just uh, uh, you want an elite defenseman
1: to go along with them you make such a good point because hughes is good enough where um yeah, you don't need the guy to be like Hughes. In fact, kind of what, what you said, uh, Tanev was good because he's not like Hughes. Shen, complimentary to Hughes, but not as good as Tanev. But you're right. You need to, If if you want to play Hughes 22, 23, 24 minutes in all situations, mostly offense situations, you need a guy who can keep up with him. And not. I'm not just talking about pace. I'm talking about stamina, um, hockey. Hockey IQ is a big one for me, Parker. Mm-hmm. I think because Hughes has a very good hockey IQ and he thinks – the game so well and we see that we see that that's why he's got 18 assists we see that he he knows how plays develop you need someone who's also uh, can work his butt off kind of like burles did with the cedines but also smart enough as burles was with the cedines to know what hughes is going to do and i think that's a key and shen uh shen i think has that hockey iq he simply doesn't have the pace all the time but there's a guy who's blocking shots with his head like last night well not intentionally
0: yeah yeah the hockey iq is a a really big thing too um because if you get two people on the ice who are who both think the game at a very high level Mm -hmm. well they're not just thinking about themselves and where they should be right they're thinking of where the play is going to develop who is going to end up where where is the rest of my team right now and where are they going (laughs) and that's big right knowing exactly where your d partner is or at least where he should be even if you don't know exactly even if you haven't looked at where he is, you're like, he should be there, right? That yeah. would make the most sense for him. Um, and it's what the Sedins did, right? Like they and a lot of really good players do it where they make these blind paths, like, how do you know he was there? It's like, well, because if he was in that situation, that's where he would have gone. Correct. Right. Correct. So he yeah, having that, you know, you look at who the Canucks can put on the ice in a in a situation where they're trying to, you know, be the best team possible and you're looking at putting out, you can put out, you know, Elias Patterson, you can put out JT Miller, you can put out, you know, Andre Kuzmenko or whoever else, Brock Besser, whoever else you want to put up up front to score a goal. And then on the back, you're going to have Quinn Hughes. And then there's this 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 gap, right? There's the one hole. Like, even if, if you're trying to put out your best defensive unit, it's like, hey, well, now it's Quinn Hughes, and it's still just Luke Shen, right? A- yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's just such a big gap in the you know, up front offensively and defensively, and it hasn't hurt them offensively yet, but it has hurt them defensively.
1: Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Uh, Jaskin says this. I don't see friction between Horvat Miller. That's fine, but they b- both work so well together on the same line. I would disagree respectfully with that Jaskin from a standpoint of, Offensively, they're okay. They're both, Horvat, as we know, is not the best passer, so, but Miller is. Miller's a great passer, so Miller yeah. can set up Horvat sometimes too much on the power play, going for that bumper play. But I think on offense, we don't have to worry about them. They'll get their points, as we, yeah. we've are, uh, talked about. But on the defensive end, and we saw it really exposed when we know Horvat's not the best defensively. We know JT Miller has his lapses. And Brock Besser, sure, he works hard, but he simply does not have that it factor as well. And that's why Niels Hoglander was getting a, a turn with Miller and Horvat at practice today.
0: Yeah, it, the problem's not up front, right? Yeah. The Canucks are seventh in the NHL in goals scored, yeah. right? Goals for per game, they're three and a half goals per game. That's great, Yep. right? But they're allowing the third most, right? Which is um, they are they are just high chaos, uh, you know, <laughs> allowing four goals against per game, uh, and a big part of that, you know, it's not just the players playing defense. It's the exactly up front too, coming back and and being helpful and not just standing still in the high slot. Um, for a minute at a time. And that's, you know, that's huge. Yeah, they work, they work great together up front. But yeah. it's, it's back in the own zone that's the big problem.
1: Did you notice, Parker, you say, you know how um, Eichel's, uh, the first biggest goal, Eichel controlled the puck, shot it, and Stone tipped it in. And then for the second, right after that, they kept Miller, Horvat, and Besser on. They changed the D pairing to Myers and Stillman and then Eichel's line was still out there because Eichel did the exact same thing. He set up the second one by by putting it to the net. Myers chasing him around. Did you recognize that it was still Horvat, Miller, and Besser? And then did you recognize how bad they played that second goal? It was so bad.
0: I didn't, I didn't really click that it was yeah. uh, like, oh, they didn't change the, the forwards up front, but I did click on that the defense wasn't good, right? The defensive <laughs> play, like, I, it was so much standing around and just allowing chance after chance after chance after chance, right? Like, they're just <sighs> skating around, like, if they, the Canucks need to win one battle yeah. there and then that puck gets out of the zone, but they just lose every battle, right? They just get outworked and it kills them.
1: Yeah. Wow. That was rough.
0: Yeah. Um. I also want to mention, we were talking about Miller's passing Quinn Hughes made an unreal pass yesterday at one mm. point that one? on TV looked impossible. Uh, I was third period. It, it was a zone entry it was late. Like they were down a goal. Yeah. Um and Hughes like ripped it from just inside the Canucks blue line to I think it was JT Miller going up the left wing. Okay. And that pass like on TV it's like oh no this is going to get just deflected like there's yeah. a, there's a defender between them. And then you look at it just like phases through the guy and
1: it's on Miller's stick. Um I love watching Quinn Hughes play. That's all yeah. I want to say. I know actually that's a really good point and a different one on the first Canucks goal he did some great work uh, in the blue line and then he yeah you remember he saw best coming him. off the and he got it just under the it, one split second slower than that and vegas is going on a breakaway intercepting that pass but he got it past that defender and bester then made that nice move as well and miller did the same thing on a horvat's goal; he just got it under uh vegas uh golden Knights stick so yeah some re- great passing but you're it's a joy to watch quinn hughes play for sure for sure absolutely yeah well
0: we are right about at the end of our time here. Um, so folks, thank you guys for, for hanging out. Clay uh, is live in about 10 minutes with his own yep. show. If you want to stick around, stay up late. I will be going to bed um, <laughs> and getting up uh, to watch some football in the morning. Canada, yes. Belgium, uh, which is exciting. What time? Uh, it's 11 a.m. It. Okay. 11 a.m. So I might be taking a long lunch tomorrow. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure you hit like, hit subscribe do all that good stuff. You can follow both of us on Twitter, on YouTube. It's, it's exactly what you see down below us. Parker's box cannot clay, YouTube, Twitter, all the same. Uh, clay, any parting words for
1: the evening? Well, it's good to connect. Parker is good to celebrate, uh, you know, some cool things that we're, we're getting involved in. And that's, uh, in large part, thanks to all of you as well for continuing to affirm us and encourage us, challenge us, support us on this channel. And yeah, I look forward, Parker, to maybe coming back and celebrating a great prediction from both of us that the Canucks are, go two and one in their next three. And that's when we're, we'll be chatting next. So we'll see what and happens. And they
0: win the next five after that, apparently. And then they're going to be 500. <laughs> yep. perfect. Let's do it. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a good night and we will see you next time.